Okay, here we are with another episode of Film Shots. And uh, I'm here with Jesse Rines. Hi there. And I'm Joel Marshall. We also have a guest here, Kamala Lopez Dawson. Kamala! Hey, Kimmy! Hi! She's going to fill us in on uh, what she's up to. And we're also going to introduce our new section, which is, well, you'll have to help us with the name. We're calling it Actions or Film Help. And these are... These are uh, little tidbits at the end of the show where we come up with uh, some ideas for uh, filmmakers that are, say, just out of high school or maybe just out of college. They're trying to figure out, you know, where do I begin? What's something that I can do that's tangible, that I can make a difference in my film career? In the next week. That's right. So do this now, and every week we'll have a new hint. And you can email us at filmshots at gmail.com and let us know what you've done and how it worked out. That's right. That's right. You can say, Jesse, that thing that you told me to do, it was just crazy. Absolutely. And if you send me a check, I'll be very, very, very happy. (laughs) But let's talk to Kamala about the checks that hopefully she's getting. Um, I've known Kamala for quite a while now, and she is an actor, a screenwriter, a producer, a director, anything else? Painter. A painter. My goodness. So, um, Kamala, I first saw her on screen in um, a Star Trek, Star Trek Voyager. And I really like this, it's one of my favorite Star Treks. She played um, a real brainiac who was in love with the, the, no, the doctor who the doctor fell in love with on Voyager. And can you tell us about that, Kamala? Uh, yeah, well, the character was from a species that had never heard music before, and they happened to hear uh, the doctor singing, and because of this, this particular species was a mathematical species, um, there was something about the construction of the music from the perspective of mathematics that was fascinating to my character, um, algorithmics and... Can, can, can you get me some sugar and a stir? Yes, regular sugar or raw sugar? Raw sugar, please. Oh, I just want to note here that we are... Uh, at the coffee bean and tea leaf. That's right. We were at the Village Pizzeria, and today we're uh, now we're at the coffee bean and tea leaf, and so our raw food diet or any kind of nutrition... Gone right out the window. ...seems to have gone out the window. So, uh, Dr. Jesse Rines just got up, and he got himself some napkins. So, if uh, Kamala <laughs> would continue Ooh, on, Lord, thank you. what well, she was I, saying I, I about Star, yes. Star Trek Voyager. Well, in any case, the, char- the character was uh, very involved with the algorithms of the music that the doctor was singing, but the doctor didn't realize that her species was um, emotionally unavailable, incapable of feeling emotion. And so uh, he was very distraught when she created a clone of him with a better vocal range and had him replaced. That was so tragic, really tragic. Um, but that was the first piece that I saw Camelona. Well, that's and crazy because I, I. Are you sure that's the first piece? You didn't see Deep Cover? Oh, I did. I didn't know you were in it. Yeah. Oh, Deep Cover. Yeah, I saw that. That was in the early 90s. That's right. Yeah. That's with uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne, and, uh, yeah. And actually, I like that. I wrote Jeff about Goldblum. it. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote about it. I was uh, Belinda 
the woman who tries to sell her child to Lawrence Fishburne. Wow! You know, see, now I have reason to go back and look at this. You sure do. I mean, for me, you know, like uh, my film work, I don't, I don't do much work in front of the camera. I, I'm a behind-the-cameras researcher. So most of the stuff that I've published has been on stuff that's from a director's point of view or the money and power part of, of the industry, really. Um, so now I'll have a reason to go and look at actors. So what are you doing now? I just saw you in um, a, um, a, a piece on television recently. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I, I'm recurring on a new show. Well, it's in its second season called Medium, starring Patricia Arquette, who won the Emmy this year for Best Dramatic Actress. And I'm playing an attorney, um, an opposing counsel to the district attorney who's the regular on the show, Miguel Sandoval, who's also a good friend of Joel's. Did a short film with Joel called Coffee Clutch. Fantastic actor. He's a great actor, great guy. Really good guy. Um, anyway, so that was a lot of fun working on that show, and hopefully I'll get an opportunity to go back and do some more work on Medium. Um, I did want to mention uh, that if you're not familiar with my work and you'd like to see some of it, you can look at my acting reel. Uh, the way you do that is you go to uh, com slash camsreel, K-A-M-S-R-E-E-L dot H-T-M. And you spell uh, Heroica, H-E-R-O-I-C-A. All right, that's it. If you have good. any further questions about that, you can email us at filmshots at gmail.com. And you can actually um, see um, um, how, how, how long a piece of, of one of your films. Can someone well, see? it's about a five-minute reel, five or six-minute reel. It has clips from 24 and uh, a bunch of sh TV shows and... I Heart Huckabee's a movie I did mm -hmm. uh, where I played Mark Wahlberg's wife. and mm -hmm. uh, So it's basically like a uh, promotional reel. Okay, very good. Well, let's talk about the other aspect of your um, film work, the producing, directing part. What's happening with you there? Um, right now I'm in pre-production on a TV pilot presentation. A pilot presentation is kind of a short... A condensed version of the pilot, almost like a trailer for the pilot, so that the network executives or cable executives or whoever will be the uh, the purchaser, the buyer of the of the program, can see what the program is, what the tone of it is, who the characters are, and decide whether or not they're interested. So we are shooting this pilot presentation in the next couple of weeks, and it, it deals with a behind-the-scenes look at NFL cheerleaders, which I think is a very interesting, um, very marketable subject for various reasons. Absolutely. First of all, a bunch of cheerleaders, need I say more. But second of all, the idea um, that like that ESPN sh show Playmakers, it's not all glamour and glitz and oh, gloss. That was a great show, Playmakers. What, what happened to that? Playmakers was a show about uh, NFL football players, but it wasn't really so much about football as it was about the politics of pro ball, the lifestyle, um, the cultural issues, the family lives, and drug addiction. Really? All kinds of stuff, yeah. Sexual orientation. It was it was very controversial. It was very well done. So this is pretty critical of um, um, the football, is it? Of the football industry, is that it? 
Well, I wouldn't say it was critical. I would just say that it was a realistic look at what goes on. And I think um, the NFL did feel that it was very critical. And they pulled the show. They exerted pressure on ESPN. And ESPN canceled the show after one season, despite the fact that it had a very big following. So in the case of Sideliners, which is the project that I'm working on right now, um, we probably would not go to an outlet like ESPN where... Um, the NFL has so much power over what is um, what's going to go on the air. What's up with this? Uh, the NFL and their kind of all-American, squeaky clean persona that doesn't seem to. Everybody knows better. I know. I mean, it doesn't seem to permeate into other other industries, other other sports, other sports. I yeah, mean, certainly not basketball. Not basketball. And yeah. now that what is that? What's the football team that was having um, a sex party on a boat recently? The Vikings, Minnesota about? Vikings. Yeah. 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 So I guess that image is being tarnished a little more publicly now. Possibly. But um, you are trying to market. What's it called again? Sideliners. Sideliners, which is about cheerleaders. Right. Um, and is it an expose? Is it um, a documentary style piece? No, it's a, it's a drama. It's a fiction. It's a one-hour um, pilot for a one-hour dramatic series. They're basically following um, six of the cheerleaders on the squad. Um, and uh, it, it's basically the kind of show that you might find on HBO or Showtime, hopefully. Maybe Lifetime. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that um, now Lifetime, it seems, because that's a network that's aimed at women, right? That's correct. And are there ox- is there an oxygen network that's as well? That's another one, yeah. Now, since this is about cheerleaders, it would seem to me that that would be a natural place fit. for this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, there are different, you know, it would be a natural fit for a women-based network, but it would also be a natural fit for a man-based network, too. I mean, it's just got a lot of potential, this well, show. You, so, the thing is, for a man-based network, it has to have a lot more TNA than for a women-based network. Is that right? Um, gosh, I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't hazard a guess on that. It, there's obviously going to be some level of uh, purient uh, interest in the subjects purely because there are beautiful young women that are jumping around in very short skirts. I mean, you can't get around that. That does sound interesting. Is there somebody on the show who uh, might have some insight into cheerleaders and that kind of thing? Because well, Willie Galt is one of the producers. Willie is um, an NFL Hall of Fame ball player, Olympic gold medalist, um, one of the producers. And then Jim Brown, uh, ex-football player, is going to be playing the bartender. Uh-huh. Judd Nelson mm-hmm. is going to be playing the general manager. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a, a young actor who's a fabulous young actor, really kind of unknown, but really, really breaking out uh, mm-hmm. in some really good roles that's going to be playing the owner of the team. I, his name is, um, God, what is it? I don't know. He's Jesse so, Rines, is that his name? No, I oh, think... It would be great if it, I, I should have auditioned. Why didn't you call me? <laughs> Actually, the role went to Joel Marshall. Oh, Joel Marshall? That's a strange Marshall. coincidence that we have we on have the show. We have one on the show named Joel Marshall. I think it's him. It's bizarre I think it's that guy over there. Amazing. He's playing so, the so my co-host is also an actor. Bizarre I am amazed. I am amazed. He acts so well you didn't even know it. I didn't know it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that that's um, um, really good, and I wish you um, every bit of luck with this project. 
Um, but Thanks. If there are any girls that'd like to try out for the squad, we're having an open call. Email us at filmshots at gmail.com. It's going to be um, on, uh, I think it's going to be on December 3rd, which is a Saturday from 10 to 2, somewhere in, in Culver City, Los Angeles. But I will um, post the detail, or Joel, maybe you'll be able to post the details. We can put that up on our site. On we your can, site. yes, we can put it up on our site. So any girls with dance experience or cheerleading experience or who just want to try out for the show, they're going to be some very nice roles for young women. Um, and, and, it, and it will be, as I said, I mean, it's, cri it's critical from my perspective as a female director that is not an exploitative show. Ah, okay. That's a very good um, thing to, to okay, put Okay, so I think it's time now for our new segment. Yes. Uh, which calling has no name. Action, film actions, film help. But it's something that you can How do. How about film, film bits, like tidbits? Film bits. Oh, that's not bad. Sounds very creative. Very nasty creative. film bits. Yeah. Nasty film, doable film bits. Doable film bits. I doable like film bits. Maybe it's the DFB. DFB. Doable okay. film bits. Anyway, let's continue on. Film bites. What happens bites. is we, uh, at first we'll ask our guest, and our guest will become used to this, I assume, uh, but we're just going to pop this on Camelo here. Um, what can you, what is your advice for a young filmmaker? Uh, maybe just out of high school or just out of college, um, something they can do this week to progress their film career. Well, I'm a big proponent of um, preparation and research. And I think that any time you're going into a new arena, a professional arena or industry, it behooves you to familiarize yourself with the industry and with the professional way that things are done. So. My advice would be to go to the library and look into all the publications that pertain to the particular area of the industry you're interested in, be it a cinematography magazine, a writing magazine, a producing, editing, whatever your area, um, you know, directing. And then I would keep up and keep reading that particular publication because you'll glean a lot of information from that and you'll be able to see how things fit together, how the puzzle really works. I personally uh, subscribe to Daily Variety, so I know what's going on. You must and, have a lot uh, of money. Daily Variety is expensive. Mm, it's not ex not as expensive if A, you're a student, uh -huh. or B, or you're in the Screen Actors Guild. Ah, right, there's always okay. some kind of a discount there if you really look around for it or call them up and ask them about it. Okay, you can find good. something. And Variety is pretty much a film industry's bible. Yes, pretty much the the newspaper mm -hmm. for for people who are doing uh, making films or people who are interested in films, okay. anything in the industry. Okay, Joel, your suggestion? Uh, my suggestion, well, Jesse and I kind of have a theme on this one, I think, that for both of ours, is that um, the film industry is not making as much money as as it has been in the past, comparatively, and. My suggestion is, as a young filmmaker, that you write a script that is very simple, takes place in very few locations, uh, doesn't have a lot of um, exploding airplanes and things that are very expensive, so that it can be done on a very low budget, so that then, you're, then your margin for profit is a much easier thing to attain once the film is made. Um, so just keep it real simple. It could even be one location. Um, I'd like to add this to what um, Joel says. Sometimes um, 
um, even though you're writing feature-length scripts, you may want to do shorts. Um, you may want to do a short because frequently these are used as calling cards to get you in the industry. Now, one of the things I would suggest, again, I'd want to re reiterate a few locations to keep price down, a few characters to keep price down. Um, but um, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, yeah, few 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 characters, few locations, a short film as a calling card. Okay. The other thing that I wanted to say was um, that with the um, dearth of films in the industry, the industry is in, in a bit of a crisis now, and the industry goes through crises every 10 to 15 years where money is not being made for one reason or another. Um, 10 years ago, um, well, a little over 10 years ago, about the early to mid-1980s, um, Hollywood was not making enough films because there was something new happening in the distribution, not the distribution, sorry, in the theatrical release section. And that was multiplexing. Suddenly, all of these movie theaters were getting five, six, and seven screens in them, and Holly wasn't making additional films. So those films were going blank, black. They had no nothing to make money on. So the industry itself, the, the theaters themselves began financing the creation of films. And this is something that you may be able to look at now. Find the part of the industry that is really making the least money, or that you see as making the least money, and approach that as a way of getting your film financed. Make a deal with um, a theater to four-wall your film, which means you rent the entire, all four walls, and you invite people, you sell the tickets yourself, you do all the advertising yourself um, for a film. And this is one way that you can get your film shown. Now, of course, this is for the person who is further along. Maybe you are, have already got your film in the can. Maybe you've been shopping it for a while and entering it in film um, festivals. So this is another option. And when you do that, you make a lot more money than you would if you went through um, one of the traditional studios. Um, except that, of course, they can usually um, do a bit more marketing. But sometimes their marketing is kind of whack, so you don't want to do that either. Um, but that's it. Those are our three suggestions this time. Okay, and uh, we're going to wrap this up here. Uh, I thank you very much, Kamala Lopez Dawson, for coming here and uh, being our guest here on Film Shots. It's my pleasure, and I look forward to seeing you both again soon. Right. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. And remember, email us at filmshots at gmail.com. Right.